welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And you are listening to episode 124, An Equation to Your Shitty Manifestations. <laughs> I was originally called this an equation that can save your life. Um, it, there's an art to episode naming <laughs> that is short enough to read and long enough for people to want to listen in. And so I hope that it pulled you in and you're ready to quit it with the shitty manifestations in your life. If you're driving, do not write this down. You can listen back later. I'm going to share this equation quickly and then dive in and break it down a little bit. But this equation, I'm going to work it forwards and backwards. And then we're going to kind of run through it a little bit so that you can really take this home and sit down with pen and paper and start to journal a little bit or write out this equation and then make some lists underneath it. So I'm going to talk you through this, but the equation we're going to start right off the bat with your unhealed wounds equal your subconscious fears equal your limiting beliefs equal your self-sabotaging ways or self-sabotaging behaviors, which equal your shitty manifestations. Okay, so I'm going to read that again, and then I'm going to read it backwards. Your unhealed wounds cause your subconscious fears, which cause your limiting beliefs, which cause your self-sabotaging ways, which cause your shitty manifestations. Now, this equation is for people who are actually interested in taking responsibility for the quality and direction of their life. This is for people interested in taking 100% responsibility for the quality and the direction of their life. And so you got to look at it and you got to look at it. Honestly, I actually have a post here that I'm going to read you a piece of from uh, November of 2019 last year. I hadn't manifested or like completely written out this equation before I made this discovery about me, but the discovery I made was I date unavailable men. Now that doesn't mean unavailable in the sense of like married or dating men, like that's not my jam, but men, long distance relationships, um, men who are building their business, maybe they were clearly going on different paths. They don't believe in marriage. Maybe they don't want children, conflicting priorities. So, uh, it, there's lots of reasons that they're unavailable in, in my sense, However, what ends up happening is I have this natural pattern to try to hope like with our commitment, a relationship would work. And usually it's all up in my own head. And so you have different things that you do this for, but mine was with men. So I'm going to read my little equation here that I had written, which is my, I have a fear of getting hurt or that I'm unlovable, which the, I write a lot about that in the, my book, Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. I use relationships a lot to stuff the void of either like fear of being unlovable or my mommy issues or my daddy issues or this or that. And I used relationship very unknowingly. And it took, honestly, guys, I, I share this in the sex and intimacy series. It took till age like 27 to realize that sex doesn't equal love. Sex is a physical activity. And so I'm kind of sharing a little piece of my own equation here, which is my unhealed wounds, which, so I'm actually going to kind of just dive right into this is I invite you to write the equation out long ways on a piece of paper. And then underneath each topic is list your 
personal patterns. So my unhealed wounds were feeling unlovable, feeling neglected, feeling unseen and unheard. And so the subconscious fears that are associated with that, again, the unlovability or the not enoughness. So subconscious fears are things like, oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm too much. Oh, I'm, you know, this, that, and the other. And the subconscious fears associated with that are, you're going to leave me or, but do you really love me? We walk around asking questions of people that they simply cannot answer. (laughs) It's awful. We do this to people and they don't know we're doing it. We don't know we're doing it. Then it causes all sorts of problems. And we're talking about your shitty manifestations. This is the shitty manifestations that come to fruition when we are very unconscious about this equation. And so I'm actually going to spend a second to read mine, which is my fear of getting hurt feeds my limiting belief that I am unlovable that causes me to self-sabotage by dating unavailable men in order to avoid my fear of getting hurt, (laughs) which causes me to date the unavailable men, which reinforces my limiting belief that I am unlovable, right? This is, it's kind of, um, as I'm reading it, and like you like physically right now, I'm like kind of swaying back and forth because it's got this cycle to it that keeps you in a vicious circle of shitty manifestations. This may be inside of work relationships. It may be inside of parenting. It could be inside of your health and wellness. It could be inside of like not chasing your dreams. You may know things that you want to do in life that you don't and you stay stuck because those unhealed wounds, those original traumas. So When we talk about unhealed wounds, the original traumas in your life, you have to be able to look back. And I actually look back with people about three very important phases of life where their brain developed. The first time you ever told yourself something's wrong with me. The first time you ever told yourself I don't belong. And the first time you ever told yourself I'm on my own and I'm on my own as a burden, like I don't have anybody for me. Those three moments in life often reflect your unhealed wounds because from there, your identity becomes shaped. So the first time you tell yourself something's wrong with me, I remember my mom worked a ton. She was a single mom raising two babes and doing her best, but she worked like 60, 70 hours a week and she'd come home, bless her, was exhausted. And I would try to stay up. And there were certain nights that I would hear her come home, but she didn't come like check on me right away. And so I, I literally made that mean that she didn't care about me. She didn't care if I was asleep or that I was even in my room. And I'm sure there were nights that I fell asleep and she came to check on me, but It didn't matter. All my five-year-old brain or four-year-old brain knew was mom doesn't love me or mom cares more about work than me. And so that was a very deep unhealed wound for me because I felt neglected. I didn't feel not cared for because I've always had a great life and she's a great mom. Bless her for bless all our parents for our own interpretations of their parenthood, huh? But um, it definitely then created subconscious fears of unworthiness and then limiting beliefs as well. I'm not enough. I'm unlovable. I'm too much. I'm too needy, which manifests. So you got to look farther back into your youth and you have to talk like the young version of you, right? Like you can't intellectualize those unhealed wounds and subconscious fears. A five-year-old thought that her mother didn't love her, right? That's it. And you can't 
so it was mom doesn't love me or mom doesn't care or mom is just not even distracted because you don't have that vocabulary then. So you really have to look or the first time you told yourself, I don't belong, right? I remember being in fifth grade and I was abnormally tall. And we read this story called like Abby Plain and Tall or Jane Plain and Tall, I think Sarah Plain and Tall, one of them, but I I basically made it me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't fit in. I'm tall. I'm boring. I'm not cute like the other girls. I remember I, I grew out of the um, brand Limited too, which I like loved it. And I grew out of it so early because I was so tall. Everything was short on me and it didn't fit and it looked awkward and I wanted to wear it. And all the cute girls were wearing stuff from limited to and I was resentful about it. And so I had these fears and I told myself like, I don't belong. I'm awkward. I'm not pretty. I'm not cute or adorable. I'm just like tall. Oh, another one was I remember (laughs) in second grade, I couldn't get cute shoes for my communion. I had to go to like the juniors section and get like these old lady looking shoes because they had to be white, white heels. And so I had to wear these uh, shoes. And I think maybe I even convinced my grandma to like glue bows on them or some shit because I thought, man, I have to wear like old lady clothes because I'm so tall and awkward. And I didn't really like that. And so I had a lot of limiting beliefs about my body and about my height. And um, I didn't feel like I didn't have love for myself, right? It didn't matter about not feeling cute or confident. I didn't love myself. I had rejection there. And so there's a lot of limiting beliefs around like, I don't belong. I'm too much. I could keep repeating them because a lot of us have the same ones, but I invite you to look for yourself. And then we, the next one of that, so unhealed wounds equal your subconscious fears, So you got to look for those and then, which also create your limiting beliefs about yourself, which then create your self-sabotaging ways. This is where the rubber hits the road. You have these three unhealed wounds, subconscious fears, limiting beliefs. Those exist inside of you, but then your projection of them create your self-sabotaging ways. So I would date unavailable men and I would get into relationships in order to want to have them prove to me that I am lovable, right? To overcome barriers and boundaries of maybe distance or they are growing their business and I would want them to choose me over their business. Like that's not, that's not logical or realistic or even helpful or even caring on my part for that person, right? But I basically set up obstacles for them to jump over to prove their love because I experienced that with my mom. She had an obstacle and I wanted her to prove her love and I would measure or judge and assess her performance in that, (laughs) which is not fair to her. And it's not fair to any man that I date. And it's important to be able to see the ways that we do things like this. You set up obstacles to overcome, but they're all set up inside of like unhealed stuff. And it's a very low vibration to exist at. And so I want to teach this equation so that you can sit down on paper, write these five components and list underneath them. What are mine? How do I do this? Because I'll probably say this a lot this season because it's becoming more and more important to me. You cannot shift that which you cannot see. You cannot shift that which you cannot see. You must 
look. Introspection, that's what this is all about. That's what emotional intelligence is all about. You cannot shift what you aren't aware of. And so you have to educate yourself about yourself. And this is a perfect opportunity to do it. If you sit down with paper and pen on this one, you're going to unveil your own stuff so that you can start to make a difference. Because then comes all this self-sabotage. So I'm talking about dating unavailable men, right? I set all this up and then it's self-sabotage on my part too. It's not just like, I'm not just putting them to the test. I'm putting myself to the test. Like, okay, great. Long distance relationship. Okay. Phone calls, uh, texts and like this and that and whatever. And it, and also I'm creating a boundary. It's almost like there was a time in my life that I didn't know I was doing this, but I would almost only date a man if I saw a boundary or if I could create a boundary, meaning it was a way to also protect myself, not just in the sense of testing him. I was caging myself, meaning I couldn't get close to that person. I was putting us through too many tests to actually have like relaxed time together to get to know each other and like each other and grow a relationship. And so this was really harming me in a sense because I was perpetuating feeling unlovable. And I was proving to myself, see, I knew this wouldn't work or see, I know I'm not lovable. They wouldn't go the lengths to make it happen, right? And so it's really important to be able to see the the little ways that we play with and dance with our ego and all of our limiting beliefs. And then we self-sabotage in order to create all these shitty manifestations. I think the shitty manifestation part is pretty obvious here as I've been describing obstacles and distance and disconnectedness, inauthenticity. There's a lot of worry that comes with all of this, right? And so let's say you do this in work and, and, uh, maybe a boss is somebody that you're trying to impress or you're trying to go for a certain salary, right? Your unhealed wounds and subconscious fears and limiting beliefs of you're not worth it, or you're undeserving, or you're not as good as anybody else or imposter syndrome can really leak into, um, patterns of self-sabotage where, you don't ask for the promotion. You don't give it your all. You aren't working in a field that really excites you. And so you have shitty manifestations like bosses that you think pick on you or a bad work schedule or um, a, a, a job that keeps you away from your family or just some work that you're not happy with. And so this per- is so perpetual. We keep the structure very strong by not looking at ourselves in the mirror about this. And so I'm giving you this equation and now I'm going to read it backwards just for, just to really nail it home, right? Your shitty manifestations, your, so when you find yourself in a shitty manifestation, now that you're more aware, this is a chance to say, oh, okay, I have an equation for empowerment here. (laughs) So I'm in a shitty manifestation that I don't like. And I know that I want to change because that's the key here. That's the red alert is you're complaining. You're unhappy. You're miserable. You're unfulfilled. You're perpetually exhausted. You're going through the motions. Those are all shitty manifestations. So then work it backwards. In what ways do I know that I'm self-sabotaging? And you might not know them all. In fact, you don't know them all because they are so subconscious, but you do know some of the active ones. So you got to start by calling those out and then you have to link it. Okay. If I'm self-sabotaging in this way, what is my limiting belief? Right? So I date unavailable men. What's the limiting belief there? Hmm. I'm 
unlovable and I'm not worth it, right? That a man wouldn't love me through and through. And so that's a limiting belief. And my subconscious fear is also tied to the unlovability. Again, I'm not worth it. And the subconscious fear of like, oh, it's going to go the same way. I'm ultimately, you guys, the subconscious fear is kind of baseline around like, I'm a bad person or I'm fundamentally flawed. I'm no good. I'm damaged goods or used goods. And so there's a lot of fears there. And the other fears are like, I'll be left again. I'll be alone forever. This will never work out for me. And then the unhealed wounds are looking back at where they started. So if I have limiting beliefs of unlovability, and then I have subconscious fears that I'm going to be alone forever, where did the fear of being alone start? Oh, feeling alone as a four-year-old in my room when I wished my mom were home more. Really. So those unhealed wounds, if you go backwards enough to find them, then you can address those. That will be for another day, another episode. There's lots of episodes about emotional intelligence. I actually have a whole emotional intelligence series that you can listen to from season two that talks much more about the unhealed wounds and how to actually take transformation on powerfully so that you can really begin to shift this equation. Because if you're functioning in a healthy way, in a healed way, in a whole and complete mindset, then you don't have to deal with shitty manifestations. And if one pops up, you can much more easily identify it and take a more conscious approach to your life. So I hope that this uh, equation opens something up for you. I have a lot of confidence that it did. If you need any support in that, you can always book a discovery call with me on abigailgazda.com. It's a complimentary 30-minute call where you and I are chit-chatting about this equation, whatever it is you're discovering, and not specifically just this equation, but what you're up against in life and where you want to be going and how you can bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. I am always here for you on this journey of transformation. I love you. I love you. And thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.